Welcome into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I am Scott Beeson. Today is a rough weather day here in the heart of God's country. So everyone be prepared. Just watch out. I, I'm not one of those people that that worries about it. Whatever happens, it's going to happen. And, uh, you know, just uh, have all your boxes checked and be ready for the day. Today is the 12th day of January in the year of Lord 2024. I hope you had a good morning so far, and I hope the last 21 hours since we last visited have gone well as well. I am here. Sky Mosley is here. Yes, sir. Don't get your hopes up. No. I know thousands of people thought Toxic Masculinity Day. Oh, oh. Yes. Is it? Could it be? No, we're uh, we're we're at our quota. We're full. Okay, so we'll, we'll be on our best can, behavior today. It is a female Friday, <laughs> and um, the girls are here. The ladies are here. Amy Beth, Allison Sinclair. Allison Sinclair got here early. I thank oh, you. The I last time so that happened, we got into big trouble. Yes, I know. <laughs> Startlingly early. I did not mean to. <laughs> you, I did not. You left at the no last excuse. minute. <laughs> Guys. And still got here early. There's no traffic on the road because schools are closed. We're the only ding-dongs that are going into work. And we, so we care. We care. About serving people. Why are schools closed? Weather? Weather. Because our schools, I don't know about your schools there, Skymaster. Um, our schools close at any opportunity. <laughs> I see. And they've got a new trick. All right, look, people have to understand how this works. I don't look, I didn't mean to want to get myself in trouble right off the bat cuz some of Scott, these folks are going to be listening to the, the show, but I'm going Okay. I knew this would get myself in trouble, but people need to know this. The state law requires that schools and school employees work a certain number of days. Hold on, please. Is that 186 days, or is that for them 195 days? I don't know which one it is. It's okay. a certain number but of days. I, we're kind of in the ballpark of right. day. I, I right. just specifically, because, I needed to know. Because years ago, there was a big conflict because we were going to add some days. Education wasn't going well, and someone said, you know, if we have five more days, it'll probably get us over the hump. And I'm like, we're not even started up the hill of the hump. Five days is not going to get us there. But still, in the brilliance of everyone else... They said that would do it. It was a big fight. It was a back and forth. It was a, oh my gosh, you're going to, we're going to have to be forced for five more days. I think it was from 175 to 180 or something like that, or maybe 180 to 185. Are you going to pay us for those other five? Are you going to, I don't know, you're going to just expect us to work for nothing? But the bottom line was there's this checkbox. We went this day one, we went day two, we went day three, you get to 180, whatever it is. And then they've invented this beautiful thing. It is a brilliant idea. It is called an E-Day, hmm. which, as everyone knows, our children must be up to speed when it comes to technology. Mm -hmm. And what better way to make sure that your children are up to speed on technology than an electronic day, <laughs> hence E-Day. <laughs> and these days can be declared at almost any time. So if you think you might miss tomorrow, you say, tomorrow will be an E-Day. And it still counts. And it still counts. It does still count. But and my here, kids are still asleep <laughs> in their beds. <laughs> Me too. And it counts. Molly could barely talk when why I left. Electronic? Why electronic? Well, because, see, you're, you're, doing your you're doing your schoolwork that you would be doing at the building, but you are using your electronic device. Oh, clever. <laughs> 
This and is different from are, a, a, a mental health day, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a totally different issue. Okay. Now, here's the thing, to be fair. Um, if a teacher finds out who's like, okay, I've got my, my I'm ready for what we're going to do tomorrow. I'm ready for not what we're going to do the next day. And, this, and the school system comes along and says, tomorrow is an E-day. Because we think we're going to have bad weather, so we'll just E-day it. She has got an extra load, or he has an extra load of stuff to do to make sure that it's all in the computer so that someone could actually do it remotely. Okay. Let's Even explain. though if she was going to um, just write on the board and explain it and teach it old style, I don't know how she gets that part, the lecture, into the computer. But I'm telling you, it is a brilliant idea. And so you really you get the day off because the weather's going to be so, so, so bad. Now, look, after I've said all this, it will be like 450 tornadoes, <laughs> giant, just a bush hog across the whole part of the state. But that's that's really how it works. And then you don't have to take a weather day. You just e-date it. But considering that we have our educational attainment level is so low, does it really matter? No. Doesn't really change anything. I was thinking on the way to work, on the way to the office today, that um, how hard is it? You know, you get you get Red Top or Eric the Dog or Eric the Duck or anybody, and you say, okay, look, what do you do for your job? I paint planes, I paint houses, I, I do metal work, and someone says, are you, are you done? Yeah, okay, and they look around. Hey, that's that's a really good job. But if Eric the dog, like, didn't paint one whole side of the plane, someone would say, uh, that's not satisfactory. You, you have failed in your job. And he would say, you're right. I can't believe this. I've got to, I've got to figure out how to paint both sides of the plane. But in education, <clears throat> we know we're performing poorly. Everyone knows we're performing poorly. Everyone knows we've been performing poorly for years and years. And yet, no one will say, hey, you didn't paint the other side of the plane. I don't understand why this is so difficult. I've said it before. I've been on rants before. But since it's E-Day today, I'm going to rant a little more. Why is it so hard? I, I need the ladies to tell me. Why is it so hard? It's, it's like we won't even acknowledge that we're failing in this task. We just keep pretending like everyone else is failing, but in my school... It's all good, which is not. We all know it's not, but everyone pretends that it is that way. Why is that? <sighs> <laughs> if we only had the answer. Really? It's, I mean, that's it's so early. It, um, I know. I didn't mean I to mean, just I, get off. I just wanted to explain I think being out of school. I think teachers are tired uh, for lots of reasons. I don't disagree. Okay. And I think... They're at the point where they're like, in general, I don't get paid enough. And so if I can squeak by by not painting the other side of the plane, maybe one day for an E-Day. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that sounds like I'm not saying all teachers, but I just think we we've loaded them up with all these things to do. All this paperwork. Other, other all, than teaching. Other than teaching, which is yeah. yes, which is why right. they get into it's kind of like I don't know if y'all talked about this yesterday. Nick Saban leaves because the game is totally different. It's a business. He doesn't. Is that what you get, think? Yeah, I think I think it's nil. I think it's the transfer portal. I think it's the way, and that's not the way he coaches. He does it because he loves building a team. He loves 
building men. Mm-hmm. He loves investing in the lives. In the, I want you in the program. I want you to undergo right. the process. I want you to buy into mm-hmm. it's us. It's right. us versus them. It's not you getting what you want. And I think teaching is a little bit the same. It's turned into this machine. Mm-hmm. And where these teachers just really want to love on these kids and teach them well, mm-hmm. I think they're just tired. And they're like, you know. I like, would love to be able to go to a school and say, you know what? I, I don't know who your good teachers are. I don't know who your bad teachers are. Your principal may be terrible. And she may be great or he may be great, whatever. And um, other than some sort of abuse, just flat out, just, just y'all just teach this year. And we'll be back at the end of the year and we'll see how it worked. Yeah. There, there's no state guideline. There's no checkbox. There's no, oh, no, you must teach this. You must teach that. Did so-and-so, oh, my gosh, so-and-so special. No, they're not special. They are special. They got behavioral disorder. No, they don't have behavioral disorder. You just figure out how to do it. At the end of the year, we'll see how it works. I am convinced that at the end of the year, the teachers would be happier with their jobs and that the results would be unbelievably different than what they are today. And you know that they would be so much more hesitant to have an E-Day mm-hmm. if we allowed for that kind of freedom and creativity that mm-hmm. as homeschool moms, we allow. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like you, It would take a little bit of time for them. Some of them are so regulated. Mm-hmm. Some of them are so prone to follow exactly what they're supposed to follow. And look, I did this. But to say, no, this is up to you. And you would remove that you, veil of socialized education, meaning mm-hmm. everybody's on the same mm-hmm. level, so everybody's mm-hmm. at the bottom, which really hurts to say, and people are going to be upset about that, but looking outside in. And then if they ever went to, because they would have such a good time and the teachers would be set free to do what they're mm-hmm. called to do, mm-hmm. which is really teach, mm-hmm. they'd be like, no, we don't want to have an E-Day. I thought you said today we were going to get in the science and we're going to do so-and-so experiment. I thought you said we were going to check on our little crystals that we were growing. I thought you said in math we were going to do blah, blah, blah. And the boys would be free to, like, be wild, but restrained. Right. Like, can you imagine? Go wear themselves out. Come back in. Go wear yourself out. Come back in. We would do it the way humans should do school, which is not the way we do it now. Can you imagine the conversations where they're like, okay, um, Miss Sinclair. Okay, so you have a faculty meeting now. Which just seems like, uh. <laughs> yeah. But in faculty meeting in the, in this new school, Miss Sinclair would be like, "You're not gonna believe what I did. I, I tried this because I, I read about it somewhere. So and so was doing this. So and so, and you know, I sent the boys out, and I, I actually made them run around, but they didn't know it because they were they were doing a scavenger hunt. But they only had three minutes, and they had to they had to touch everything. They come in there, oh, you know, they're dying. And um and they sat and we and listened and and this worked I, I can't believe it and the other and then you know Miss Shaver says really so she, then she tries it and then somebody else says but you know I got these I got this handful of kids who who need to do that more well let's put them in the same class mm-hmm. but but we're gonna have like twenty two boys in one class it'd be fine okay fine nobody's yeah. gonna die and and just everybody kind of brainstorming and saying, hey, this is how it works. And, and somebody says, hey, look, I've got, I've got five kids that just can't read. They just can't. But they're in fourth grade. I, I know, but they just can't read. And, and every other teacher says, you know what, I, I've, I've got three or four that can't. And then somebody says, you know what, I've, I've got this new way. I am catching people up like crazy mm-hmm. 
What do you do? You want you want to try those kids? And then we just move people around, and they give you know the kids who can't read who are behind. Yeah, but they don't. But, but they didn't get their science Common Core checkoff, and they didn't get their climate change checkoff, and they didn't get their transgender checkoff, and they didn't get their America's terrible checkoff in history. We don't care. They can't read. Right. Okay. I mean, and, then, be- and then they're up to speed. They can read at grade level at the end of the year. I mean, I just my mind goes crazy. And then the part that that breaks my heart is that that I'm very passionate about that, and I know y'all are, and a lot of our listeners are. But the bureaucracy, the educrats, don't care. No, they don't care. And if and if people want to call this show, because I know we're down there in the River Region, and say, no, 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 I know the folks at the state, and they do care. Well, then we've got double problems. Because if they really care, mm-hmm. and they're really passionate, like we are, then why are we in the train wreck we're in? Exactly. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? They're the ones exactly. with the power to make change. Or to ask the legislature to make change. And I was there long enough to know that they didn't want to make change then. And they apparently don't want to make change now. And if they're handcuffed by the federal government in some way, they should have been saying it for the last 20 years. Amen. Amen. So, hey guys, y'all are down there. And um, let's let's ask some questions. we got to take a break. Alabama Unfiltered Radio on a Female Friday. You do not want to miss it. We'll be back. Well, that welcome did not come out. It just had a a flat tire or something. Welcome back into the program, everybody. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. We appreciate you listening. We have updated the name. Female Friday is just too boring. It is Femme Fatale Friday. Of course it is. Because you know how quickly the ladies knew that? I was like, look, what's that word for women killing people or whatever? And they're like, Femme Fatale, Femme Fatale. (laughs) I mean, instantaneously, they knew what that word is. So, yes, way too quick. But we have a little segue. We have some things we want to talk about. We started with education. I don't really, oh, because it's an E-Day. That's right. 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 We're off today. It's an E-Day. And then Allison, uh, probably because she woke up and... Tried to get here on normal time, but got here early. <laughs> said, you know, that, that reminds me of this story. And it was a perfect segue, so. Well, in 1819 News, it. Wow, 1819 News? Do you know 1819 News? Yeah, I think they're your citizen supported truth teller. 1819 News. You want me to say it again? Yes. 1819 News. How do you find them on the internet? 1819News.com. Hmm, very good. We never played this. We never did. Play the crazy lady? I'm going to find it. You're a genius, Allison, on so many levels. I don't uh, even know how we stand in your orbit. Say that again so Scott You're can hear. You're a genius on so many levels. Well, Becky Pringle, who is the uh, president of the NEA, the National Education Association. She owns a potato chip company. She sounds so nice, and she wears pretty clothes. Hey, Pringles are made with bioengineered products. Oh, then are I'm they really? Dead. Then I'm dead. Do then. you know all the stuff that's made with bioengineered? I don't want to talk about it. Is GMO. That a, is that another segue? Yeah. Oh, I also have a story on how you can reduce your cancer risk by 60%. Okay. Okay, anyway. Let's go. Look, something shiny. (laughs) Why is France so far away? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that was good, Sky. Thank you. Um, By the way, I finished my Bible reading. (laughs) How far away is France? (laughs) One year ago, yesterday. Yes. Okay, we'll go back to that. Way to go. Okay. Uh-huh. More on right. that later. I'm going to find Becky. You go. Becky Pringle, National Education Association President. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
boasts about AEA, the Alabama Education Association, the Alabama arm of it, their efforts and successful efforts at killing school choice in Alabama. And she also was just so elated that they secured pay raises for teachers and nurses. So basically, the NEA is so fired up that Alabama AEA killed any chance of school choice of giving our kids options and just trap them in failing schools. I mean, what world do we live in? Mm. Alabama, look up the numbers. It's not doing so hot. Our mm-hmm. graduation rate dropped by 9%. After we, after we played fun and games to make it go up. Like, you don't really have to be able to pass anything. You don't really have to come to school. You don't we'll have to just read. about graduate you for any reason. And it still dropped. And this lady is just, Becky is so happy that these kids don't have a choice. And I just don't understand hmm. how you can revel in that, knowing that kids are failing. Like, why, legitimately not why is France so far away? Although, good question. Like, why Why does it seem like that is their end goal? To Power. Power. And, and dollars. And money. Because if you, you get keep, more if you money, keep the if children, your kids fail. You keep the children in the local educational prison. You get the money for those children. Therefore, you can take that money and give raises. Mm. You have to have those children in the facility to get the money to be able to have those raises. And if you free up school choice, that money could go out and flow out to other other entities, other people who started the school, maybe retired teachers. Um, and then you don't have control, like Sky's saying, of power. You don't have the power to have all the money in the same place. No one has a choice. No one can go anywhere else. And you just keep making the argument of, hey, if you'll just give us more money, education will get better. If you give us more money, education will get better. And then everybody gets paid more, gets paid more, gets paid more, and education never improves. Plus, so if you to, open it up to competition, the public schools are going to get exposed. Mm, well, they're already yeah. exposed. They're that's, really that's, gonna, that's, the un, that's what I don't get. If you give these kids, these parents, a choice, mm-hmm. and you begin to see the results at the um, free market schools, we'll call them, mm-hmm. they're going to expose <laughs> very I mean, clearly, can you imagine, very quickly. Can you just imagine if the if the best three teachers at your local elementary school and then look, oh God, this Friday's gonna be rough. <laughs> Let's not pretend we all don't know at least one of the best teachers at our local school. And you know how we know that? Because if your kids play ball and you're all at the ballpark together and all the parents are talking and a bunch of those parents are involved in education. And when those parents that are involved in education start talking about what teachers their kids are going to get next year, yeah, and they say, hey, look, whatever you do, go, Johnny, go, whatever you do, hey, he dropped it, don't, don't get Miss Beeson. Just don't. Whatever you have to do, don't do it. I'm, I'm, look, I've already asked the principal not to put, so, so you know to avoid Miss Beeson. Everybody knows to avoid these certain teachers and everybody knows to, to get these other teachers. What happens if those three or four or five teachers who've been doing a, the best job possible under bad circumstances, what if they said, you know what, we're going to do our own elementary school. We're going to take 30 kids and we're going to teach them from first grade to, to sixth grade. And we're going to use that old, 
the old Walmart building that's been down there abandoned that no one can figure out, you know, why they won't rent it to anybody, whatever, for the, for the last 20 years. We're going to do that. We're going to start our own little thing. And everybody in town would want their kids to go to them. Mm. And so here, here's where the rubber really meets the road. This is the, this is the uncomfortable part. Because right now, all of us sitting on the outside can be comfortable. But Amy Beth was telling me about a Bible verse she ran across in Job before the show. And, and part of it was when Job was doing righteous things, he was, he, was, he was breaking the teeth of the lion or whatever. But he was saving the prey. He was taking the prey out of the lion's mouth. He was, he was saving the person from evil or saving the person from something bad. When we all sit around and say, hey, well, you know, my, my, my school's pretty good. Well, I'm fine without having school choice. What we're saying is we have no desire to save those children out of the mouth of the lion. We're okay with the other kids being devoured. We're okay with them never having a future. We're okay with them always being behind for their whole lives. You don't get to say you're righteous. If you're okay with that, we'll be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. We appreciate you listening, and we appreciate you telling other people about the program. If you want to call on this Femme Fatale Friday, the number is 1-800-289-9228. So, where, where was that verse? And then I want to go to Sky. I know okay. Sky's got some stories. He does have stories. I'll be very fast. Two mm-hmm. things. Number one, this is a verse my husband shared with me last night. And it's Job, exactly as you said, when he's got boils, remembering the past. His he wife's said, being mean to him. His wife's being mean. His friends What's are saying new? dumb stuff. But he said, I broke the fangs of the unrighteous and made him drop his prey from his teeth. Mm-hmm. I'm like, let's go. Because that's what we're dealing with. We are looking at education in Alabama. We've looked at it for 15, 20 years, and 50, we're in, 50 years. in the dump, repeatedly dump after dump after dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. And we're saying, no, let's keep doing it. And you're exactly right. How can you look at them and lie and go, no, but we're going to continue? I got a piece coming out tomorrow. I'm a little exercised. If you look at what's mm-hmm. going on in Germany and Poland and now England, and I'm looking at them standing up against Klaus Schwab and all the globalists who are wicked, horrible people. Mm-hmm. And then I look back at Alabama and the continued crap we've put up with. What is our excuse? Yeah, we don't have an excuse. And that's why I was asking, or, or you're saying slash asking, if we're okay with other people's children not having the best chance at a future. No, we're not guaranteeing any outcomes. But in the education system we have right now, without choice, we some of these children really do not have opportunity. That's right. Scott, you can't say that. I can say that because I'm, I'm not talking about individuals. I'm not talking about personalities. I'm not attacking, you know, your friend who's the teacher, my friend who's the teacher. I'm attacking the system. Right. The system is broken and it is in, incapable of fixing itself. But too many of us are okay with what our kids are getting and we're leaving other people's children enslaved to a failing system. Now, I would argue that many of us listening who think our local school is good 
it is not nearly as good as it was 20 years ago. Not n- nowhere close to what it was 50 years ago, and not even the same orbit as 75 years ago. I mean, just not even close. And, I, and look, another another startling thing: just because your precious child or grandchild can work an iPad and turn on Netflix, does not make them educated. Okay, does not make them know anything that's going to help them in the future. Doesn't doesn't broaden their horizons. And when I say broaden their horizons, a liberal education has always been, you know, a, a good bit about a lot of things, so that whatever challenge faces you, you can draw from all that education. Whether it's a new invention, whether it's something different in business, whether it's how to deal with coworkers, how to deal with your family, you draw from that huge pool of knowledge. To be able to fix or deal with what you have in front of you. Now it is so, the pool of knowledge is so shallow and so small that literally kids don't have anything to draw from. Part of the the deal of the wonders of the space program in America in the 50s and World War II, you would have a problem, a mechanical problem, and some person would say, you know what? I bet that thing that my granddad had on his tractor or we used to shuck corn or I bet you that would work. I bet you we could take that and we could change it here. Mm. And today's kids don't have any idea that any of that existed. Mm-hmm. Or someone says, you know what? I remember reading in Shakespeare this, he said that. Oh yeah, people are just that way. What if we deal with it that way? They don't have any of those either. Mm-hmm. But they know climate change, transgenderism, everybody's oppressed. And you're just like, oh my gosh. But I really want to hammer home that whole idea of if we don't care what happens to other people's children, if we don't care about them being prey, we really shouldn't pat ourselves on the back and and consider ourselves such good people. And that would be my call to arms for the legislature is if if you're going to leave everybody in this prison and you you know it's a prison and every every idea to fix the broken bureaucratic system has been tried, you just don't care. You just don't care about kids. And I don't want to hear how good you are. I, I also, that was pretty awesome. And I know, I know we want to hear from Sky because he has really good things to say. I also don't want two things to happen. I don't want you to call and tell us that white people left certain schools because that's happened to us in the past when we talk about mm-hmm. education. Mm-hmm. Um, that people left and it's, that's our fault that it's bad. Mm-hmm. It's everybody's problem that it's bad. Mm-hmm. So let's like be unified on that and be unified in seeking a solution. But we've had a call several times over the last year mm-hmm. that it's our fault. No, it's everyone's fault. And number two, number two, we've got to take responsibility for it. Number two, legislators, if you are not going to do this, then I need you to explain to me why you're leaving your precious children or grandchildren in private schools. Right. Why, I, I need, why you're avoiding- I need you to explain yes. that. Because nobody will call and tell me exactly whose kids are in what school. You are full of crap if you are not willing to do what's right. Full of it. And we will hammer that home this year. Because you are willing to leave them in a terrible situation or not at least give them an option. Mm -hmm. It's not right. So stop doing it. Yeah, yeah, we always talk about the, well, if we just save just one. Okay, well, step up and save just one. If, if a whole community, no one in that whole community cares except one family with one little girl, then save that little girl. Because saving that one little girl 
is way better than leaving her in there and everyone failing. I used to ask that all the time about school choices. So, well, not many, not many people will take advantage of it. Well, the ones who do will be saved. That's right. So in this my is plan, freedom. a few are saved. In your plan, none are saved. Which is better? That ended the conversation. Because they didn't want to answer a few being saved is better. They just didn't want to. Sky. Oh, Sky's on the phone. The, um, We're in a lot but of trouble. But and here's the thing. <laughs> this, this conversation about education has been going on for years and years and years. When we first took over the legislature, the Republicans did, we passed, what was that bill called? It was the, um, I mean, it was quote-unquote controversial. It was the first, oh, golly, I think Morris ended up sponsoring it. I can't remember. It, it caused a big turmoil. But the first version of that was full-out, unbelievable school choice. And that was in 2010, I think it wow. was. And the Accountability Act. Mm. Yes. The first version of that was full-out school choice. I mean, just talking about leading the country school choice. It was honest. And before it even got through the Republicans, it had been chipped down to still, still, you know, supposedly fairly good. But Republicans made that weaker. Yeah. Republicans didn't want to go all the way. Republicans were bowing at the altar of the AEA and the, and the big teachers' unions. Republicans were saying, oh, that's too much. Oh, Republicans were putting in more bureaucracy to hold it all down. Shocker. And before we even had a bill we could get out to the legislative body at all, Republicans had chopped it up and cut it up and amended it within our own body. And, and then they were like, this is the worst thing ever. And we still passed it. But so this is not new. We're at a minimum 23 years into this. Mm -hmm. It's a long, long time. And so 23 years, we, we've basically gone through two sets of, well, a full set of kids from kindergarten to, when I say 23, I meant 13 years. Mm -hmm. See? See how bad education is? It's just so we're spending record amounts on our students in Alabama, and we continue to up that. And we're just throwing money at a bad system. And we're hiring more and more, money. more, and more people for the same number of kids because right. we need one more of this and one more of that and one more of this. It's it. not getting there. Yep. Sky's got some stuff for us on the other side. We'll go straight to him after the break. You don't want to miss it. We'll be back. Let's just a little Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. We appreciate you listening. Sky, you were telling, we've been, I've been just, I've been preaching today, man. Yeah, I didn't hear anybody will. saying amen. It's, it's E-Day uh, for education or something. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Like that. I, I do so, have some perspective on, on the uh, teacher public schools here in Montgomery situation, although I didn't do much public school in Montgomery, fortunately. Right. Uh, my, my sweet daughter-in-law, um, She's intelligent, creative, loves kids. She has three now, by the way. And when she uh, when she received her degree, she always wanted to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. Let's say, hey, my, my daughter wants to be a teacher. She just she wants her. to be a third grade teacher. Well, th this is very similar. Um, she receives her degree, um, goes uh, to a public school in a, in a nice neighborhood here in Montgomery, but a public school. Okay. She's excited. She's passionate, she's creative, and she just, she couldn't wait to get started and teaching second grade. And I would, 
I got to see it the, the real timeline take place because I would go up there occasionally after school and help her, mm-hmm. you know, set up projects or whatever needed to be moved and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I got to watch her go from an excited teacher just to she was wore down. Mm-hmm. And right. and eventually I came in one afternoon and she'd been there about a year and a half and she her, she, her head was down on her desk. She was crying. And it wasn't the kids. Not mm-hmm. at all. It's the fact that they won't let her teach. <sighs> it was right. the administrative, the, the, the top-down, do this, do that, check this box, prepare for the test. She was doing everything but engaging the children. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what I'm talking about. The, the kind of teacher no, that, no doubt. that instills in you a desire to learn and grow. Mm-hmm. Right, and it was just—it was just—it just broke my heart that is to watch sad. her. And I knew right then we've got to get her out of here. Yeah. They broke her spirit. That, that story happens just... over and over and over, and and then you couple that with the situation some teachers are in, where they can't manage their classroom because they're not allowed to, to have di- to have discipline, and it is it is astounding to me. I I, I don't know how it happened. I don't know when it happened. Well, I guess maybe I do. Uh, who was the guy who was the the faux parenting expert from like the 60s? Dr. Spock. John Redmond? Dr. Uh, Spock. Dr. Spock. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he one of the don't paddle kid yes. ding-dongs? Yes. It was the yes. beginning of the self-esteem. You've done nothing, uh, but uh, you're the greatest. You're, you're uh, awesome. Yeah. And you can be and a, James Dobson didn't help that either, In a scientific word, you can be a little tick turd. And <laughs> and people, don't, people do not understand <laughs> that... Especially little boys. Little boy need little boys sometimes need a little swift uh, smack on the backside. Very because much. Because the the seat of their emotions and their is is in their buttocks, <laughs> and if you smack it, it will come out sometimes. They will behave. They if you will give them a little incentive. And every look, and they can say, "Oh, it doesn't work." It just teaches it. I'm like, "You're full of hawk." Worked on me. It absolutely it worked on me. <laughs> absolutely, it did. And Sky, imagine you without that. Oh, Lord have mercy. No. Um, no. You couldn't look, beat me enough, man. I'm but but you, parents man. who are not involved, and look, teachers know this, but they keep it down home cuz, and I don't understand, but they do. There are secrets in the public education system that they just will not tell. And there are kids at your kids' local school who are out of control. And, and they will tell parents no, they will tell teachers no, they will tell, because they know they can't get in trouble. And the worst thing that can happen to them is some sort of detention that they wanted to go to anyway. Right, right. Or we'll see and you home for so, so there is no fear. And part of it I know because I have told little kids stories of the old days. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, let's just take you in the hall right there and uh, paddle you right there and you'll hear. Yeah. Ah! Then and you go back, the go back like, in class Ooh! with your tears running down your face yes, and your and, bad self. Yeah. And the, and yes, and some <laughs> yeah. of these kids who are like, "Oh, I'm so bad," are like, "That would be that would be horrible. I would ne- I would I, I would never want that to happen." Humiliation like, works, believe me. Oh, it is it is unbelievable. And and people don't have to trust me, but this is one of those things where I am right. You are. Right. I'm just right. And um, for whatever reasons, for wh- whatever knowledge I have acquired. I'm right. And why we can't get it back together and why we can't get this ship right. And here's the other thing. If you're a parent and your kid is so bad that they might need a paddle and you don't want them to, then I think the state of Alabama should say, okay, fine. But you will be up here and you will sit with Johnny every day because we need you 
to keep him from endangering other kids. Mm-hmm. It sounds good to me. Idea. But you know 